Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. In this wide world of sports, some stories can slip through the cracks. Now, before we do this... Let's go over the ground rules. Pelican Brewing presents the Daily Ticker, where Dirt and Sprague visit with the insiders that are covering the stories you've heard about, and some you haven't. How'd you do that? Actually, I'm not even mad. It's amazing. The Daily Ticker with Dirt and Sprague is brought to you by Pelican Brewing, born at the beach. All right, Daily Ticker time here on a Tuesday, brought to you in the fan by Pelican Brewing Company, born at the beach online at pelicanbrewing.com. Got some big news in college football yesterday, and there's a lot to discuss around the sport, and we thought, let's get our buddy Brandon Marcello on of 24-7 Sports, at Marcello on Twitter. Go give him a follow. Brandon, good morning to you. Uh, I'll start the Brian Harson news yesterday. I didn't really catch many by surprise. Uh, just your reaction to it and his short-lived tenure down there at Auburn. Yeah, terrible fit from the get-go came in, said he had a blueprint for how to get a program going, get it back going. Problem is, he was muddied. He never quite communicated it to his players. No one quite understood what exactly his process was. Plus, um, his recruiting plan was an absolute disaster. One of the worst, if not the worst, in the SEC. Some coaches not even going on the road to recruit when they were available to do so. Not a clear plan there. Their recruiting was absolutely atrocious. The worst they've had there in the modern recruiting era, going back to, say, 1996, 98, when recruiting rankings became a thing. And you couple that, of course, with the absolute tragedy that was their records in games here over his first two seasons, the way he cornered himself uh, in his office, would not take feedback from people, refused to learn about Auburn, refused to communicate with Auburn alums and administrators. It was just a terrible fit, and the guy is going to get a $15 million payday for really doing nothing and potentially (laughs) cratering a program. So you or I could have went in there, and I'm not kidding you, probably done as just as good, if not better job than him. But he's the one who's going to get $15 million. Yeah, it's a life I wish I would have lived. I wish I would have thought about my career a little bit harder than that because that's the best job in sports is a fire We're in the wrong line of work, man. Yeah, wrong line of work. It's, it's tough. Let me let me ask you about that. So, you know, I think a lot of people, they see him fire horse and nobody's surprised, but it's, oh, look at Auburn. Auburn's doing it again. The, the thing that goes under the radar is they hired a new athletic director. I believe they stole him from Mississippi State. So I guess I'll ask you. Uh, what we know about this guy, and then also just who did they turn down to go get Brian Harson? Like, was there a name they said no thanks when they hired Harson instead and took Harson? And now you look back and go, why? Why would you have ever done that? You know, there's only a couple of coaches that they kind of turned down or turned down the idea of hiring that were interested, and that was defensive coordinator Kevin Steele at the time at Auburn, who had last been a head coach at Baylor 
in the late 90s when they were absolutely terrible. He wanted the head coaching gig. Uh, there was a push for him for some boosters. That didn't happen. And then uh, Bill Clark at UAB. Um, and that didn't fly very much with some Auburn alums and everything. Um, when it comes to the AD, John Cover, Mississippi State, I know him very well. I actually used to be a beat writer covering Mississippi State back in the early 2010s. And um, he was a baseball coach there at the time, but he was heavily involved in the administration. He was, in a lot of ways, Scott Strickland, the AD at the time, who's now at Florida as the AD. He was his right-hand man, and as early as 2011 was involved in coaching searches. In fact, he was one of the ears that Scott Strickland bent quite a bit, and I know Cohen was in the room for several head coaching candidates' interviews for their major sports, including basketball. So he's very much uh, a guy with an administrative mind. He's very bright. He's one of the smartest people I've ever had the pleasure of dealing with in this industry mm-hmm. uh, just from his perspective on things, his problem-solving skills. And, um, listen, Auburn wanted someone with SEC experience that knew how to make some hard decisions and difficult decisions, and they went after John Cohen. Um, they had went after Arkansas's athletics director, Hunter Juracek, and he got a big pay raise out of Arkansas worth $2 million a year and turned them down at Auburn. And so they moved on to Cohen and uh, kind of fit that criteria they're looking for. Interesting. We're talking about Brandon Marcello, 24-7 sports, at Marcello on Twitter. Uh, go give him a follow. I, I guess two-parter for you on this, uh, the last one on the Auburn situation. I, I, and I don't follow it as closely as you do, obviously, in the recruiting and all that. I, I, the, the Gus Malzahn thing, I never really understood. I thought he was a good coach. I think he only had two years there where he won less than eight games. So I guess my, my question would be, one, what, like, what are the expectations that will make Auburn fan happy? Like, what level does the program have to get to where they feel like they're satisfied with the way that they're winning? And then on top of that, what, what are some of the names that are standing out or, you know, the early coaching carousel uh, shout-outs that you're hearing that make some sense? You know, Auburn is the 13th most successful program in college football history, but they've only had back-to-back double-digit win seasons, 10 wins or more, once in their entire history. South Carolina and Arkansas in the SEC have more instances of that, and they're much less successful and do not have national championships as recently as Auburn does. So they want to get to a point where they're winning 10 games more often than not, and, of course, getting into the playoff and competing for an SEC championship once every three to four years, which is kind of what Gus Malzahn was doing at least halfway. He was getting them to the SEC championship games and in contention once every three to four years, and they played in two and won one. Um, But they want to win more games every year. So who do you go after to do that? Well, they also need a way that college football has changed. They need someone who can be an NIL king and a transfer portal king. And so my sourcing told me yesterday, early on, from those around Auburn and those close to John Cohen, that their number one priority right now going into this search is Lane Kiffin at Ole Miss, and it's someone they will go, they will go after and see if that will be a, you know, a logical it's – it's a logical choice for Auburn – but one that they, if they think could be one that could work out, that he'd be willing to leave Ole Miss after the regular season. Um, other names include Hugh Freeze, but I think it's going to be a tougher sell amongst some Auburn alums right now. Um, Jeff Grimes, the offensive coordinator right now, 
at Baylor. Matt Rule is one of the Carolina Panthers that is not going to get much play in the Auburn circles, but certainly someone uh, to watch potentially there. Um, and then there's just kind of the usual names you're seeing elsewhere with some other jobs that could potentially be in there. But I can tell you right now, their number one priority is looking at someone like Lane Kiffin. So no Dan Landing. Duck fan can breathe easy right now. So that's good news. Everybody freaks out out here when the name comes up. Uh, or... Hey, you hey, you never know. He's got SEC <laughs> Damn it, Brandon. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> you had to do it, didn't you? Uh, all right. Let, let me ask you this. We got the college football playoff rankings tonight. Um, I, I, I can I ask you an Oregon based question, throw UNC, USC in there as well. They got one loss, obviously Oregon's loss is well known at this point. Do, do either of these schools in the Pac-12, does the Pac-12 have a shot? Is there a path in your mind for the Pac-12, whether Oregon or USC, if they can run through their regular season schedule and get their conference title with one loss? Is there a path for you to see either one of those programs in the playoff? Yes. Um, and especially for Oregon, as crazy as that sounds, considering they lost by 46 to Georgia, if Georgia were to win out and Oregon were to win out and do so impressively, I think they've got a shot to get in there because I don't think the Big 12 is going to get a team in there unless TCU just runs the table. I think even a one-loss TCU would potentially be below a one-loss Oregon. Now, of course, Oregon needs USC to continue to win and even Utah to continue to win right now. When it comes to actually poll time, I'm interested to see here early, and Oregon fans should pay attention, Pac-12 fans should pay attention to this. The AP poll, I don't understand why USC is ranked as high as they are, and in fact, they're above UCLA, and when you compare their resumes, there's really no comparison there. USC doesn't own any wins against any teams that were ranked at the time they played them, and they have struggled in some games that maybe they should not have. I think we've fallen in love with the name brand, but also more the names of the individual talents, including Caleb Williams, Mario Williams, and Travis Dye. Oregon has a more impressive resume. They play more consistently lately, and they have more wins against top 25 teams when they played them. Oregon, of course, should be above USC, but UCLA should also be above USC. I don't understand USC being number nine in the AP poll. I'm interested to see where the playoff committee puts the Trojans tonight if they agree with the AP voters. I don't think they will. I think they'll be in the top 15, but they should not be in the top 10. Those are some interesting things that I think Pac-12 fans should look at tonight. Yeah, I agree with you 100% there. you got a common opponent too, right? UCLA beats Utah, Utah beats yep. USC. And a great, you know, one was at home, one was on the road. But still, that's, that's kind of a, should be an important determining factor on how you rank teams. I'm going to throw a random, I just, we had a listener to bring, the, uh, bring this up, and I was curious about it, your thoughts. How would you feel if your program hired Deion Sanders? Hmm. I Listen, I, and I've been saying this for the better part of the last year. He is an incredible CEO. I think he does an incredible job delegating responsibilities to people he trusts, and he has done a good job of hiring assistant coaches with incredibly low resources at Jackson State when it comes to salary pool and, of course, just facilities. Mm-hmm. We all know his recruiting shops and all that stuff. But the fact that he's been able to get the type of staff he has there and they've been as consistent as they have been, add all that to, of course, the flash that is his his name, the branding and the notoriety and the attention he gets from that, people don't talk about what he can do as a CEO-type coach. And I think that is incredibly underrated. And what he's done at Jackson State, just building and developing, 
that staff and players uh, has been elite. And I think he will be a very, very good Power 5 head coach and will make an immediate impact, of course, through the transfer portal, uh, no matter where he lands. You like Tennessee or Georgia this weekend? I'm going to go with Georgia. I I do think Tennessee uh, is going to cover that. I think it's going to be back and forth in in the second half. But I think Georgia is going to force some turnovers in that game. Tennessee has not been turning the ball over, but Georgia, they kind of feed off that. I, I think Georgia is going to force them into some mistakes in the second half. Yeah, it's going to be a great game. Can't wait. Brandon Marcello at 24-7 Sports. Go give him a follow on Twitter at uh, B Marcello. We always appreciate the time. Love talking college football with you. Hopefully we can do it again soon. Thanks as always, man. Absolutely. Thanks, guys. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. <laughs> 